And I am Jacob Gable. And this is the Untapped Podcast. Let's go. What's going on, intro. dude? Big episode today. Big, yeah, uh, big episode today. Absolutely. I do want to intro the formats for us. Yeah, absolutely. Too. So guys, if this, if this is your first time listening to the Untapped Podcast, welcome. Uh, we actually have five different formats of our show. So first, we have EX Fit. So you have two certified personal trainers here. Guys, in the XFit episodes, we cover everything to do with fitness. So we cover the gym, nutrition, diet, workouts, all of that kind of stuff, and outdoor workouts, too, because we love those. Outdoor workouts are sick. Next, we have EX Mind. EX Mind episodes, we cover everything to do with mindset and the mental side of things. Now, we mostly talk about anecdotal experiences of ourselves mm-hmm. because we are not educated in the mm-hmm. mental health um, world, but we do talk a lot about our own experiences with that. Next, we have EX Gentlemen. These episodes are awesome. This is where we cover everything to do with masculinity. Uh, we talk about becoming a strong male, being a strong male presence in your life for yourself and for those around you. Yeah. So our next two and our final two guys are our EX current episodes, which those are current events episodes. Another one of our favorites here. We bring you guys, you know, present articles, new stuff that's coming out, stuff that relates back back to history as well. Again, we'll guys, we'll basically keep you guys updated with current events going on, especially if it's a large current event. Our final setup is our EX guest format. So our EX guest format, you guys can probably guess, it is our interview style format is when we sit sit down with an entrepreneur, fitness professional, somebody else who brings you value. That is actually our episode today. We'll introduce that here soon, guys. Also, we have one last person to introduce, our producer, Mitchell Gable. What's up, folks? Awesome, guys. So, Wartsy, what is going on with you, my friend? It's been cold here in St. Louis. Yeah, for two days. Yeah, yeah right. We went back to 50, of course. No, literally. Oh, my gosh. You could be wearing shorts today. And I almost, I literally <laughs> rolled down the windows on my car today, no, I and know. I was like, "This is." I was like, "I hate, sometimes I hate this state, but I, I really do love it." Honestly, I will say that. Well, and for those of you that don't live in St. Louis, like a week ago, it was legitimately like negative five, yep. and then the wind chill was like negative yep. twenty-five. It was crazy, aka the perfect ruck weather. Yeah, no yeah. kidding, no kidding. <laughs> uh, some would say no, but yeah, <laughs> some would say no. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, we have been hyping this episode up for a long time, and we are very, very excited to bring yep. it to you. We have our second EX guest episode of season two, Mr. Jordan Shatley. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you guys doing? Yeah, it's good to have you on, man. Let's it's been a go. long time coming. Yeah, it's the been man. really cool. Yeah. Appreciate you guys bringing me on this podcast. Absolutely, yeah, man. Is this your yeah, first dude. time you've been yeah, on a it's podcast? Very awkward. Nah, <laughs> nah. You'll, you'll be fine. Don't different. worry. <laughs> this man's comfortable over here, guys, and he's talking about being awkward. There's no, <laughs> there's no shot right now. It's super cool to see your guys' progression in this room, though. Like you guys talked mm-hmm. about, like these mics are awesome. You guys have a producer now, which yeah. is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Mitch Growing. is a Mitch is a stud. He's been a huge help to a lot of it. He really has, but. We, uh, guys, you know, we've been talking about, you know, we have some big guests coming up. Well, guys, we're finally bringing this one to you, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation tonight. We yes, really sir. are. You know, yeah. this is going to be very informative. It's going to be funny because we're three jackasses, you know. We like, <laughs> yeah. we like, we like to have fun and whatnot. Um, but we're just, we're excited to bring you guys some value and, and add in a different perspective tonight. So it's, it's really good to have you on, man. And uh, why don't you just start by... Telling everyone about yourself a little bit. Cool. So a little bit excited. So I uh, grew up in South County, Missouri. Mm, cool. Like, I guess more like after Missouri. So I grew up, I moved around a lot growing up. It was uh, a little different than most people think about where the level I'm at now growing up through self superstores. But I uh, moved around a lot. Like my parents were like fought a lot. They weren't really ever married. So like mm. kind of a bastard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Bastard, but uh, it's just living in just different circumstances, going to a bunch of different schools. It taught me like a lot of values and like skills that I didn't think that I like was learning through the process. Sure. It sucked going to different. Like I went to 
think seven different schools. Oh, oh wow. my gosh! Uh, wow. Like elementary school and high school. So like going through all that, developing your friendships with people, going through like getting pulled out of schools, having to meet new people, getting pulled out of different circumstances. Mm. It was cool, but you learned different like skills of like communication. Yeah. How to be with different groups of people. Like I was at, uh, I think my first school was Hancock. It's like, okay. that's a completely different oh, group heard. of okay, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I mm. moved out and had to go to Wildwood for mm-hmm. a year. And then I moved back to Melville. And then I was with a lot of Bosnians in that perspective. Interesting. I went to like, Kind of like hood schools growing up, and like it's so different being with different demographics of people. I bet, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a lot of different cultures there. Yeah, it's nuts. It taught right. me a lot. Right. I was gonna like, say it probably helped you deal with like that those different cultures like in a good way. Like you can adjust yourself that way better too. For sure. Yeah. Right. But a big thing that happened was is like I grew up in like not with the best best group of people. Mm-hmm. It's like we were kind of shitheads. Like we were selling drugs, doing bad things. We were not the most like I would say. Um, ethical people okay when it comes to a point and then like finding supplement superstores and like going through sports mm-hmm. kind of saved my life that's awesome yeah so that's like amazing. i got very lucky that i was a good athlete okay yeah i was a baseball guy i played baseball basketball football there you go yeah. growing up so like i was never the most talented kid on the team like whenever you played like i wasn't like like i guess fundamentally sound per se mm-hmm. i was just really hard worker and a good athlete so i got put on really most teams yeah, I was that's very awesome. blessed to be moved up and had like coaches that looked at me, right. and put me in situations that I probably shouldn't have been in okay. to begin with. Yeah, those are those are low key. I mean, coming from a coach's perspective, those are low key some of the best athletes to have. I say that, that in my opinion, that's probably the best trait right. you can have is that hard working right. aspect. With right. It. Yeah, I remember playing in middle school, just starting to play baseball. I went from a team that was like the bad news bears to moving <laughs> into like a really good team. Yeah, just because the team just randomly found us. Yeah. My parents didn't know what sports were, so like I remember the coach came up and told us that it was like four thousand dollars to play. Yeah, my dad laughed. Mm. Like you're not playing that because we paid 200 bucks a year. And yep. They like let me right. play for free. Yep. Yeah. And help me develop as a person, which is pretty cool. There you go. Like, to go, like live with wow, family and go travel. Yeah. Summer ball all the time. So I went to freshman year of high school. This is a cool thing. I know we're going a little bit off topic. From you're good, man. You're, oh, good. you're good. No, this yeah. is you. Yeah. But uh, I remember going out trying out for the freshman year baseball team. I got done playing basketball and football, mm-hmm. and uh, I go out there and like I went to go take a shit beforehand because you know how you get nervous. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, oh, every every hockey game I played. Little yeah. PGP yeah. pregame poop. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you have an acronym for it, where it's like, hey, oh my man. God, come on. <laughs> but, uh, I remember going out there, and I was an outfielder. Mm-hmm. I got transitioned to, I played infield forever. But I mm-hmm. walk out there, and uh, I was working hard all winter ball. So we were like going out and like running, doing sprints and stuff, and I'd work my fucking ass off. So I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, yeah, I'm going to make JV as a freshman. Yeah. yeah. I go out there, we start doing tryouts, and I walk out late, and I see all the kids playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, the worst kids on the team are the second baseman. So I'm like, fuck it. I grab my buddy's glove. Sure. I'm not second base. There you I go. Second base for like six Hell years. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up making varsity to freshman. Nice. It was super cool because I shouldn't have been there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember going to the first tournament of the year, and uh, we were sitting there. And it was funny because I made, like, three errors straight back to back to back. Oh, coach man. was like, you're not comfortable? I'm like, I'm not a second baseman. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> like, what happened? I am, like, I was just this this. I am <laughs> so I was not this position. I am not this position at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move me in the outfield. But that's, like, fundamentally, like, made me a better person because, like, the coaches – like bring me in and have hard talks with me because like I kept yeah. getting kicked out of schools. I kept sure. doing bad shit, and I was lucky that I worked hard with sports. Right. So if sports weren't in my life, that's the reason I went through that backstory of playing ball. Uh-huh. It's like I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. They kept me grounded. They let me go to school. They let me like not be a dumbass. Right. Like actually do like my schoolwork. Sure. And take care of like what I was supposed to do. Right. Well, and I'm sure. I mean, so how long have you been with S two? Uh, about six years now. Okay, and yeah. you're 27. Is that right? 27. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so I'm 26. 26. Started at 19 years old. Okay. That's okay. awesome. Wow. So 
you know, I'm sure all that carried over directly, you know, when you started with S2 and now you're in a position like being a district manager. It was the complete opposite. Oh, really? So okay. Really? pulled over. Yes. Yeah, so I went to college. I went to start off, went to go play baseball at yep. Merrimack. Mm-hmm. I ended up actually, so I was supposed to play baseball in college fully. I got scholarship taken away because I got a DWI going into my junior year of high school. Mm. Got kicked out of school and had to go to a different school. And that's another thing that changed my life. So mm. I got like, ended up going through that whole process, changed me as a person. I got my license taken away. So my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, I didn't have a license. Mm. So I would run to the gym back and forth to yeah. get my fitness goals and tried to continue to play sports, but yeah. I had to stop. Mm-hmm. So whenever I got a job at S2, I couldn't hold the job before that, to be honest with you guys. Yeah. I worked at Penn Station. I worked at uh, Penn Station and Smoothie King. I got fired from both places. Really? Wow. Smoothie King was because I didn't make smoothies fast enough. And <laughs> I worked at uh, was it Penn Station. I was eating the cookies without paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would be too. Uh, well, I was going to say, I, I don't think I can blame good. you necessarily. That's hilarious. But I remember my uh, one of my dad's best friend's little brother's the manager so i remember this girl caught me eating cookies not paying for him and i remember her looking at me she's like you're gonna pay for that i was like yeah and i didn't have any money on me so i went and act like i put money in the drawer oh, <laughs> she like wow. looked at me and she ran over and started like counting out the drawer and i said fuck it and i just took my jacket and walked home oh my <laughs> I didn't have my license wow it went through that whole process like that was the backstory of me from a work standpoint yeah so like going through supplement superstores is like obviously what we're transitioning into like i wasn't into fitness at all besides working out okay so, like, I had a buddy that got a job at Supplement Superstores. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. yeah you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It was cool. It was a cool stretch of the gym. Mm-hmm. My buddy got in super good shape. His name is Brandon Roop. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get a job like him because he has abs. I'm going to get in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Wherever he's working, it must <laughs> yeah. be, you know, yeah. it's working Some, for him. must be going right. <laughs> and I was trying to get a job, and they wouldn't hire me. They wouldn't hire me because mm-hmm. I was a young, dumb kid, and I, like, mm-hmm. couldn't really hold a conversation. I was really quiet. Didn't have enthusiasm. It's like mm-hmm. stuff you have to learn through the process. Sure. But I was uh, trying and trying and trying, and I finally got a job there. And the first three months, I almost got fired because I was so bad at the job. Mm. They told us, like, we had material to read when it first starts off to actually develop. Like, you went through the process mm-hmm. as well, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Where we do, like, a lot of extensive training to make sure that the guys are actually educated. Mm-hmm. Sure. I didn't read the material uh, <laughs> like I was supposed to. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I remember the first customer that ever came up to me asked me what the best multivitamin I recommend was. And I was like, shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to grab somebody for you real quick. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, no. So it showed pretty quick, yes. basically. Yeah, and right. Like, and I wasn't taking the tangible steps like that I did play in sports mm-hmm. to like actually get better at a job. I wasn't taking it serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when I actually started like trying to develop myself and started working on myself, it made yeah. me a better person. And that's where Supplement Superstores rolled in. And like it's been a life-changing experience. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. That's incredible. So, so then when was your first promotion? Because obviously you flipped a switch, mm. you know, otherwise, you know, three months in, you said it was, it wasn't going great. It took a pretty and long time. Yeah, no, I believe it. So what, what flipped that switch for you to be like, all right, dude, like I got to get my ass in gear here and I got to start paying attention to the details, yeah. doing what they're asking if I want to continue working here. Yeah. I was going to school full time and supplement superstores wasn't my end game mm-hmm. at all. I was actually like looking outside of like the great thing that I had in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to find different perspectives. I was looking for validation from other people. Mm. They're like, why are you not going to college and you're wanting to work at a supplement store? And I'm right. like, I don't know. You're right. I'm just going to keep going to school. Yeah. And I was like not doing what I was supposed to at supplement superstores. And I kept seeing all these people get promoted, get moved up. And I was yep. like letting them pass me. Yeah. And I just legitimately like just being an athlete. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to work hard. I'm just going to do this. And That's I did my awesome. job, but I had a negative mindset through it. Mm-hmm. And what ended up changing was we went to an award banquet that we have every year. It's actually mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. I remember this year I just like was like, fuck it, I'm going to work as hard as I can, put all this work in. I'm like, I'm going to win an award. And I like was trying to sell a bunch of products. I was mm-hmm. trying to do what I thought was necessary to win the award. And it's not about sales where we work. It's about core values. About core mm-hmm. values, yeah. It's a core yeah. value and leadership awards banquet. 
Yeah. So I went out there and I was had the ill intent of just selling products. Yeah. Not trying to build relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And I did great. Right. Statistically. Right. Mm-hmm. But people weren't coming back raving my name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like yep. I remember I sat there and I went through the whole award banquet. I'm like, I'm gonna win an award, I'm gonna win an award. Didn't win one. And like felt like I got stabbed in the stomach. Yep. Yeah. I bet. So I was like, fuck it. I wanna manage. Yeah. Because before that, I mean, let's take this a little bit further backstory. I got offered a management job at S2. Okay. And I didn't take it. Interesting. So I wanted to go back to school. Oh. I was in school. So, like, I didn't want to, like, put all my eggs in a basket for school. Right. And then somebody else got that management position before this award banquet even happened. Mm. And then right when they got the management position, I, like, felt like I got stabbed again. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yep. I'm like, how dumb are you not to take that job? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So then what... That did it. You just flipped the switch in me, dude. Listening to Andy's podcast, who's our owner. He's like, dude, just go all in. I remember if you guys read my post a couple weeks ago, I was talking about like bringing my dad to HQ. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh right. God, that was a surreal awesome. experience. Yeah. Cause I like, bet it was. My mom and dad, like, they did their best to give me the best life they possibly could. Yeah. Um, but they didn't grow up in really good situations at all. Mm. My mom was a super bad alcoholic. She ended up dying over like a like a fentanyl addiction. Oh wow. Which kind of sucks. I mean, that's a bad thing for most people. Sure. My dad struggles with like bipolar disease. He's a was an enforcer in a biker gang for a long time. So oh, if you guys okay. think about that right. perspective, yeah. it's a lot different. Yeah. It's like being able to bring him to that situation after having that conversation with him. Because mm-hmm. he thought it was like mind boggling that I quit school to work a supplement yeah, school. Sure. But sure, he always dude. believed in me. Yep. Right. So being able to bring him to that and like that was super cool. But not getting off topic, like to get that first promotion, you got to like sit back and realize that like what you're doing isn't working. You have to like get better at what you're doing. Right. Right. And take it seriously too, you know, yes. not just treat it as another job, but Hey, like maybe there is a very realistic future here. And if I want to reach these goals and get promoted, make more money, make better relationships and you know, everything to do with that, I have to take this seriously and yes. I have to flip the switch right now. Otherwise, I'm just going to be job searching my whole life. What you know? legitimately happened was, is like, I was like, fuck this. I'm not letting anybody pass me. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I got with my manager and I'm like, hey, I'm going to take two days off a week. I structured and scheduled it because I quit college mm-hmm. and I went and worked with each of the district managers. Okay. So I want to leave no doubt that I was getting the next manager position. Yeah. So I rolled in all my days off, was not getting paid because I didn't want to. They didn't want me to not get paid, obviously, mm-hmm. but I took initiative and was trying to learn yeah. from people that have done the job before. Right. And I would just go in there and start training new hires and showing them that like, I'm the next dude up. Nice. I worked for like, I think it was like 175 mm-hmm. days straight. Oh my gosh. I was taking a day off. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't care. Right. I just oh, went yeah. balls deep. Like, I'm taking this next right. job. And then I remember when they actually gave me the management position, I was like, let's go. And the first week I became a manager, Andy started 75 hard. Mm, like he he launched it. The very beginning of 75 okay, hard. Okay. So Andy calls all of us up. He's like, I got yep. this new program we're doing. I'd love for you guys to do it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Because I'm brand new Hell manager. Yeah. I'm like, I'll yeah. do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you want me right. to do? I'm like, you right. cool. told me to jump off a bridge. I'll do it right <laughs> now. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I went to a room with a lot of people who were awesome. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep working hard. And then I started doing 75 hard with management. Cool. So like that was the standard I came into. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the reason why I was able to progress so much as a person. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What That's, store were you at? That was whenever I first took over Manchester. Manchester. Nice. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yep. The yeah. One right anyway, next to continue. Here, so, yeah. Yeah. Which is just nuts. Yeah. Because 75 Hards evolved a lot in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I've obviously seen the things it's done for people, but at the absolutely. very beginning, it was a lot different. Mm. At the very beginning of it, we're just getting like the ground roots of it rolling right. before Andy and he started now, doing it out. Was that the first time Andy had ever done that? Yeah. Okay. So he had we just, all did it together. he introduced it just to, and threw it at you guys. Like, let's all do it together. He didn't even start talking oh about gosh, it. It yeah. wasn't even like a real thing. It was like, oh, Hey, wow. we're going to start this and we're going to test trial this. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool because now you can hold that forever and be like, yeah, I was part of the first group to ever do this. Yeah. yeah and the first really day I failed. Yeah. 
because I didn't listen to his podcast fully like I was supposed to. Yep. <laughs> and yep. it said not to drink alcohol. Oh, so man. I followed a diet. <laughs> and I went straight to the bar and tracked my alcohol. Yep. Yeah. And the next monthly meeting we had, we sat down in a room. He's like, okay, who who started it today? Who drank alcohol? <laughs> oh, oh shit. Down, like, oh, God. Mm. Oh, man. It wasn't me. wasn't me. <laughs> but that's the standard I went into. Right. Yep. Right. And like working every day doing that, like I started. I'd work in nine to nine shifts, helping reflip a store that mm-hmm. wasn't doing so hot. Like mm-hmm. I was just working retail, which like you guys know, our retail is different than most retail. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Directly to try to help customers. Right. Yep. Right. But, uh, it was just giving a lot to like that and going through that whole process changes you as a person, which mm-hmm. you guys know mm-hmm. going through hard stuff. Yeah. Stuff makes you better. Absolutely. But I think that's a big thing that helped change my whole perspective in life is that like you put, I, I didn't mean to put myself under so much pressure. Mm hmm. And like such a big challenge, but I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like coming out of that, everything was easy. Yeah. No, I, I believe it. 75 hard got done. And I managed for like six months and I finally had like a Thursday off. I was like, what do I need to do with my hands? No, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, what, like, what do I do? Sit here or yeah. And, and I'm sure now, like so much of that is translated, you know, again, being in the position you are now, I'm sure you deal with stressful stuff every day. Yes. You know, whether it's, you know, something with customers or employees or, you know, whatever it might be you're able to handle that and yeah. you're able to stay calm through those situations because you've been through all that adversity. You've been through 75 hard and you have a great leader, you know, that you get to learn from. And Andy, obviously too, that helps. Blessed. Um, but I just, I'm sure you can agree with that, that it translates to everything you do now. You oh, know? for sure. And it's yeah. the, everything you go through for your whole life. It's like the whole backstory I gave you guys. Like I can sit here and talk hours about how my life went mm-hmm. like a pity party that went through my life, sure. but I'm sure. very blessed of what I went through. Right. It's made the person I am today and gives me a better perspective. That's incredible. Right. right. Like I get to sit through situations now and like where guys will come through and they'll like the not the perfect day happens and they'll sit there and be like, This sucks. This is bullshit. And right. I'm just blessed to be here. Right. Yep. I sit in every day that I work and I'm like, I'm like the fat girl problem. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. All the time. And like it tries to translate to the guys. Like sometimes yep. you get stressed, but you can't show that to people. Sure. That's like sure. the big thing I try to give now to like our younger guys is like, dude, you work at a supplement store selling supplements. Your mm-hmm. life's not that hard. Right. Right. We're blessed. Yeah. Right. With a great leader and great leaders that like run the, the company. Whole company yeah. awesome. Like which is incredible. Andy Sal. Yep. Right. Will Grumke is one of the best leaders. That yeah, he seems dude, awesome. You know why yeah. he's the best leader? He leads by example. Mm. It's a big thing. Well, that didn't, dude, didn't he go run 100 miles like six months ago or some no shit headphones. like that? Just like randomly one day. <laughs> he's, he's the man. Yeah. But it's like he developed that mental grit and fortitude right. to become a better person. That's incredible. Right. So from all of those guys you just named and whatnot, what has kind of been your role in developing you know, young men? in the you know Because a lot of, again, one of our formats is EX Gentlemen. So we talk a lot about masculinity and just... yeah helping young men become young men while we are young men trying yep, to become yep, men, yep, yep, <laughs> if that yep. makes sense. But what has been kind of your role or your um, method to mm. building up young men, but also more importantly, young leaders within S2 and yep. first form for that matter. So anytime that you're going to start leading people, mm-hmm. you're going to suck at it. You're going to fail. Mm. There's going to be processes and things you go through to become a better person. Mm-hmm. So like when I first started, I was really, I was actually like a lot nicer when I first started and going through it and I got mm-hmm. really aggressive holding the standard we're mm-hmm. to a certain point where i was kind of a dick mm-hmm. sure but i was leading by example so i was able to get through that right where the guys knew i cared yeah exactly but like the process of just developing people man like my whole thing's changed a lot so when i first started working i was managing six dudes mm. moving to a new position where i manage seven different locations that have six to eight employees themselves right so it's mm-hmm. completely different sure but it's just holding the line mm-hmm. is the biggest thing and like just being optimistic making sure the guys know that you have their back in mind sure mm-hmm. But like letting them know that like 
they can't bullshit. Right. Like they have to eat good. They're going to talk to customers about eating. They have to work out. Yep. Right. They can't not practice what they preach. Mm-hmm. You can't be a hypocrite. You have to go every day to battle for yourself. Yep. Become a better person. You have to read books, dude. I grew up with dyslexia. And if mm. my friends watch this podcast, they're gonna laugh. I wasn't very good at communicating. <laughs> one for a one long of my buddies time. says the same thing. Yeah, like he struggles with that as well. I didn't talk. I would learn how to become friends with teachers, so I didn't have to do homework. Interesting. <laughs> so I'd sit in the front of class because I knew yeah. it would work for me. Right. Yeah. But uh, like talking with them and like communicating with your employees and communicating with the people around you is key. Right. To everything. Right. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. So, would you say that because it. Is it you and one other district manager? Is that right? And right then, now, yeah. So and then we, you have one guy above you. We actually have four executives on the S2 board pretty much now. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a little bit too much news towards it. But like, sure. So it's, we have a guy that's our operations manager, which is Tyler. Okay. We have Ian Hutchinson, who is an old district yep. manager. Ian's also awesome. like an affiliate program that we have going on. Sure. And gotcha. me and Wes actually run the districts now. Okay. Very so cool. are you guys just kind of an extension of Andy? Is that kind of the goal? Or uh, I don't know how I want to phrase this, but... Not, not do you guys get to kind of form the company however you want? Because obviously there are, you know, core values to follow yeah. and whatnot. And, you know, Andy is teaching you guys how to lead the company and whatnot. But are you able to do it in your own ways? I guess yes. it's kind of more the way I'm. We're very lucky that Andy mm-hmm. lets us be autonomous in what we do. Oh, there you awesome. go. That's, That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where we've been blessed is like, dude, I'd be an asshole to say that this is me. The reason why I've been so successful is running a system that's been developed over 20 years sure. of yep. hard work and dedication put in. Yep. Right. That's why I've been so successful in a fast time frame. being younger mm-hmm. is because I wasn't smart enough to think of my own ways of doing stuff. Sure. I put my head down and worked. Right. That's benefited me. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, situations where we all are young men think we know better than people that have done it oh, for 40 yeah, years. Yes. Right. Sure. Right. Start getting egos. And instead right. of me having an ego, I just did exactly what they told me to do. Mm-hmm. Andy would walk in, spit fire to the managers. Do this, this, and this. Help people. Like every customer, one at a time. And then you walk out, and like in our generation, young kids were like, "All right, I need to sell some protein." Right. Mm-hmm. No, you need to get those motherfuckers results. Yeah, yep. that's what right. Andy would come and tell them. us. Yeah. He right. said, "One person comes in, you need to get them results." Right. And that's what I did. Mm. Yeah. And like working for those guys, seeing like how they develop people and how they care about people, it's legit. Every customer that comes in, you just have to get them results and take care of them. Right. Yeah. But like, right. he doesn't like tell us we have to sell certain products or have to go certain routes. Mm. It's legitimately like. That's why it's awesome to work for us too. Mm-hmm. We're not first form HQ. Right. We sell yep. everything. Right. So right. if you come in and you want gold standard, please come in and buy gold standard right. from us. We appreciate the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yep. But like if you're struggling with a fitness goal, I'm gonna try to help you. Right. Yep. That's my job. Right. You want them coming in to look for Jordan Shatley and not for gold standard. You know? You want them to come in and look for yep, Jordan Shatley, but also you want them to come in and like have the S2 experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But it's more than just me. It's right. A culture and a brand pushing yeah. it, which you're 100% right. You want them to come back for me, mm-hmm. but I want to make it so comfortable for them when they come in the store that, like, every single person they talk yep. to, they feel comfortable in, with. Anybody it's else. Just they see, yeah, 100%. Right. They're right. going to fall in love with you no matter what through the process. Exactly. I, I actually have a question off, kind of off that, but you can, you said, like, he'd come in, come in, tell them to help people, you know, tell them to be on point, like the different employees you worked with. So, in your experience, have you had any problems with like, cause you even said like, keep the young men on point. Like you have to be on your diet too. If you're going to tell people to be on their diet, yes. you have to be on these supplements. If you're going to tell people to be on these supplements as well. Have you had issues with that, with different employees or is it mostly a pretty bought into thing? For the most part? Dieting? Yeah. Like is like, do they buy into the core values right away? Or like, is it like, do you have to work through somebody that might be more of a problem child in quotation, so, so to speak, you think know, think about the demographic that we get to come work for us. Yeah. 
we're not Ivy League people that have gone to school for years sure. that do mm-hmm. stuff. We work a retail job. Yep. Sure. Our job is to build young men and women of character. Mm. So we take them in very fragile states like I was in. That's why I take so much pride in my job. Mm-hmm. It's because when I was there, I was awesome. broken. Yeah. 100% as a person. I didn't know that. Right. I just thought that's how you live life. Yep. Right. I grew up in poverty. I didn't know there was more for life. Mm-hmm. I always had this weird conception in my head that we were smoking weed in the back of the car that we're all going to be rich and famous. <laughs> like everybody, right. when you sit there and do that, and then you never knew how. Right. And I was lucky enough and blessed to be put in a situation where yep. they gave me the tools mm-hmm. to be able to grow as a person. But like from your question, it it's tough to like put into words like kind of going off topic here because I kind of lost my train of thought towards the question you asked. You're good. So more what I meant was like, the, if, if there's any bad apples or something like that, oh, they like commonly yeah. along with that, like because <laughs> always bad. Because obviously, like you, you even said with young men, like we naturally have egos. Like, yeah. is now is there a way that you like not foolproof, but like that you kind of have like okay, I can break through this ego and I can you know create from that broken kid like yes. you were and into who you are now. So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Coming through that process, like there's always gonna be bad apples, but they come from bad leaders. Mm-hmm. So they're not that's just created as bad good. apples. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So it's the example that you set and the standard you hold for yourself and you going morality through what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it sets example for the people under you. Right. Sure. Nobody like a baby doesn't just wake up and start stealing anything. Right. <laughs> it's a process right. that goes through right. what they're yeah. doing. Right. So yes, we have bad people that come through that interview amazing and they don't have like core values that they have in mm-hmm. mind, but you help develop them through the core values. Sure. Right. Nobody's perfect, but yeah, there's bad apples in everything you do. Sure. Right. But the reason why there's bad apples is because ego comes into play. Mm-hmm. Right. They know how to do their job better than somebody else. Right. And they start to do it differently and they start to like not help customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Andy talks about that all the time. He was like, you know, whenever I bring in people that are new to the facility or first time into the facility up at HQ. Yeah. They're always like, you know, where'd you find all these great people that work for you? And he goes, we didn't find them. We developed them. So it's exactly what you just yep. said. You know, yes. same thing for both companies there. And and honestly, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's because amazing. Anyone that meets anyone that works at S2 or at First Form, like they're amazing people. Not all of them were born that way. Like you just said, you guys develop them. And that's what makes both those companies so special, you know, mm-hmm. and because you don't see that really anymore. I think the only one that might have anything close would be Chick-fil-A. You go into Chick-fil-A yes. and you feel <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. person giving you your sandwich cares about you. So they do. You know, my pleasure, even if it's corny, but you remember <laughs> yes. that, you know, and everyone knows Chick-fil-A as a place that's closed on Sundays because they mm-hmm. are a Christian company and because the employees are nice to you. And, and the food fast. is fire. And the food, food is, is fantastic. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but outside of those, most of the big name companies, you know, Nike, Amazon, they're faceless companies. You know, if you have to chat about a product or a, a refund or something. It's with an AI. It's yeah. with an AI. You yep. don't know who that is. They haven't always been there, though. Uh, right. They did the groundwork to get to the position they were at. Yes. It's a good just point. came to a point yeah. that they got too big. Sure. They started sure. to scale in different avenues. Yeah, that's a good point. And it didn't work. So right. Like, they, you can't get that big without that. Right. That's right. So you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why companies lose. True. True. That's right. Over and over that's and good. over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And money will change people, too. You a lot know, of times, yeah. Get corrupt and whatnot, so potentially. We're blessed to have a leader that has made financial like independency for himself and his family and people. It's mm-hmm. where his whole goal is to give back to us. Mm-hmm. Right. The people like not even me in particular, because I've only been there for six years. It's mm-hmm. the people like Ian, Tyler, Wes, Cody Klein, Will Grumpy, who've been there for 10 years of their life mm-hmm. and bought in when there was nothing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna give them a life. Right. And that's what you need as a leader. Like if you're gonna run a company, you need to know that you're developing men and you have to take care of these people. Right. Like you're the one helping them support their families. Yep. 
Yeah. It's not a joke. It's a huge you responsibility. Work. Yeah. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders. I'm sure it is. Absolutely. Like yeah. How can you, to me, it's, this is why it's really hard being young. Like we are as all, and you guys are really good examples for what you guys do in your day-to-day personal lives. It's cool to see. How the hell am I going to sit there and tell these guys to be better people and then go to Wheelhouse on a Friday night and get yep. drunk? Sure. <laughs> yep. Sure. Yep. And chase women and not be a good person. Right. Right. That's not, doesn't add up. It doesn't and match do I up. I mess yeah. up myself. Yes. I go out sometimes and have fun. Right. Very seldomly. And it's every time I wake up, I feel like a complete piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and and you feel like you got hit by a train. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's weird because you get older, you realize that you can't drink a bunch of beers. <laughs> but it's that weird situation where, like, you're a leader mm. now. Yep, no matter right. where you're at, and you have to be a leader no matter what position you're in. There's, right? you're there's a example. certain standard, yeah, you yeah. have to uphold. Somebody's yeah. always looking up to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like people that are just starting their podcast, like you guys look mm-hmm. up, like you even said, like Drake on Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah, right. That's what he does. Right. Dan Balzerian, people like mm-hmm. that. You guys are setting an example for the people that just started. Right, right, absolutely. You know, it's, um, it's pretty cool to hear all this. So transitioning a bit to more what you have done for six years, which is selling supplements, again, it's not about selling supplements, but yeah. um, I know some of our listeners, you know, wanted us to to talk about the supplement side. So, what are what are some of the most common misconceptions that you've experienced at S two about supplements? Mm. So even my own experience coming in there when I was coming in to buy supplements mm-hmm. is that they're magic. <laughs> and they work right right. Take this and you will have a six pack. Yeah. Yes, it's not how it you works. will guaranteed to lose a hundred pounds if it did. Yeah company would be rich oh oh yeah right the company would be disgustingly rich. Yeah. any rich any company yeah. right yep. just figure that out but it's just like people come into supplement store we've been very blessed that the people that have done it before us mm-hmm. were so bad mm. <laughs> at actually building relationships sure. and sold snake oil sure it made it easy for us right because like andy and chris started in 1999 down in springfield mm-hmm. so like it was a one store where they were going to college so they yeah. were in there they were trying to sell products they were young kids they're like all right we're just gonna try to sell as much as we can right and they realized that people didn't come back mm-hmm. nobody yep. was coming there's no, no word retention at all yeah and they came to a point where they wanted to do other stuff after years of their work this is how they broke it down for us and it was like hey like let's just start fuck it we don't want to go do anything else we're just gonna start trying to help people mm-hmm. and people started coming back and they started realizing that the supplements that they had in the stores weren't the best supplements. So they went out and made their own supplement mm-hmm. company, which is First Form. Mm-hmm. They did that to yep. help franchise S2s at first. Interesting. But they made an amazing product that wasn't ever seen on the market before. Mm-hmm. It started with Ignition and Formula One. Mm-hmm. And they legitimately just did so well with a great product with helping customers that it exploded. Yeah. One customer at a time, they kept that and they just wanted to help people. Yeah. And that just blew up. Right. So like... Staying in the supplement industry, like you have to realize that you have to put the work in yourself. Mm, definitely. But like supplements are to supplement your diet. Right. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. They work if you work. That's a big thing that people get wrong. Yeah. That's a good good line right there. They work if you work. I think I think that's the most like popular misconception I've seen too, is yeah. always like, I mean, the amount of times with a client or whatnot, I've I've had that same situation happen where they're like, Okay, uh, if I take this uh, what do you call it? Like detox package, detox tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed to have one better gut health and no bloating. I'm like, no, you, you also have to be, you know, eating right and exercising along with it. Right. it it's not just and an hydrating easy process. Too. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. And honestly, like a lot of the, the detox stuff, I don't really encourage anyways, because I don't think that it's the best way to go. Unless it's like a greens type of thing. Like what? what greens powders are good. Any of the greens yeah. powders that we carry are going to be better than that. Detox those are those are best. phenomenal. Yeah, they're going to make you shit your pants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, That's what everybody right. says. They'll yeah. detox yep. you. So Just yeah. not in the way you want. We have want. customers coming all the time. So my job's developed a lot. So like I started off being the retail 
immediate sale, like sales associate where I would help customers out mm-hmm. and help them get their supplements. And then I moved to a management role. So where I was helping run my store and help with supplements. Yeah. And then it transitioned to me being a district manager. So I'm not as hand on with the supplements. So it's easier for me to look at a different perspective. Mm. So like when I see customers come in, the biggest thing and the misconception with supplements is like, especially with associates that we have, it's that like when they come in, people want help, mm-hmm. but they think that it's magic. Right. And you have to show them the best quality supplements to get them their goals. Like you have to show them like the true, honest truth mm-hmm. is diet. Yep. Right. You have to show them that like they have to diet. They have to be doing the tangible stuff like drinking water and supplements will work. But like the misconception is, is that like you can just take pre-workout and you're going to get jacked. Right. Yep. Right. That's yep. not how it works. Right. Well, you know, you know, one of the best things though I found in your guys' stores is that if, if I ask about a product and again, like, don't get me wrong. Like, do I, recognize a lot of products of course i've been we've been in the fitness industry for a while now of course but there are certain ones that like you know they might be a new product whatever might be a new company every time in one of those stores i've asked been like if it's either okay i've taken this and i've had good success myself and that's what one of your employees always says or it's the personally i i haven't used this yet it might be worth a shot but and they're always honest so that's that's one thing that i've found with like supplements and you know, talking about them as a trainer myself as well, is that if you're just upfront with somebody like, okay, I haven't really used this, but it, it could be worth a shot. But don't forget that this isn't just some kind of like little shortcut you can take. Right. And it's always like you said, that being honest aspect is, is so easy to build trust that way. And it actually makes the supplements worth it that way, because they end up right. using them in the correct way okay. as well. After right. you're honest about that, too. Right. So yeah, well, and the same thing for me, too, because I mostly work with like high school, like middle school and high school ages. And, you know, I'll get a lot of my high school guys who are underweight. You know, most high school boys are underweight. Yep. Not all of them. Some of them come from the other side of the spectrum. Well, like you say m- most high school boy athletes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, hey, should I get a, a protein powder? I said, well, you can. But the first thing I want you to start doing is we need to just start eating more whole food throughout the day. And, you know, if you want to track, great. And I, I have different avenues that I go through it. And it's like, if you still decide that you want to try out a protein, here are some options. Here's what I use. Here's what works. Here's things to look for. Here's things to avoid. Mm. All of that. And as long as you make it known to them, and this is what you're saying, I think, Jordan, is as long as you make it known to them, like, hey, this is not just going to make you gain weight by drinking a protein shake once a day. Yes. You know, it's just <laughs> not going to magically put on 20 pounds of muscle. But no, you need to add in two chicken breasts throughout the day. You need to add in maybe a peanut butter sandwich before you go to bed. That's a good way to get some extra calories in real quick. Then we can add a protein shake in or whatever the case might be. But you got to put in the work through your diet before we even look at this. 100%. You know? and, and I just, I think that the younger generation has to understand that. Otherwise, they're just wasting, more than likely, wasting mom and dad's money. They're wasting yeah. money, and a big thing that happens, guys, is mm-hmm. like the reason why we go so in depth on education and trying to help customers out mm-hmm. is like if we just sell people supplements, and we don't morally tell them that, mm-hmm. they do not trust us. They sure. think we just sold them something that didn't work because they didn't yep. gain weight and they never come back. Because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll find out eventually, <laughs> right? For sure. Yeah, you have the first month. It's like, dude, if somebody mm-hmm. comes in, we get a lot of customers that come in and like overwhelmed with supplements at first because mm-hmm. it is hard. They're they're not yeah. cheap, but it's all perspective. Right. Right. Like chicken at the store, like whenever you haven't ate any protein in a long mm-hmm. time, you eat one meal a day. Mm-hmm. We've all been a part of it. When you start eating six meals a day, the money yeah. starts adding up because it's the cost yeah. of goods. Right, right. <laughs> to be able to consume yeah. your body. Right. So like when you start drinking protein shakes, it is cheaper per serving mm-hmm. than sure. some whole foods. But it's like if you're not eating enough throughout the whole day, right. one protein shake isn't going to fix your goal. No. It's like key yeah. to the puzzle right. 
of right. your fitness goals and everybody has different fitness goals. And exactly. that's where it's tough because like we have people that come in young kids mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna drink a protein shake. It's like, dude, if you're not eating chicken, you're not doing the tangible things, drinking water, nope. getting good sleep, taking multivitamins, that's another just one little stuff. Yeah. Sleep's huge. I, yeah. I miss on that one so much. That's easily my biggest weakness fitness wise is sleep. And I can't even attest that enough. Oh my you're gosh. And po- podcast topics. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, yeah, that, that, that does end up happening. But well, and I'll have so many of my guys and and girls, mostly guys. But oh yeah, I was up till two a.m. working on homework. I'm like, dude, why were you mm-hmm. up until two? I was like, there's no way that you have that much homework that you got home from, you know, school or working out with me or practice or whatever at eight p.m. that you were up. For another six hours doing homework. Like, there's no way. Nothing good happens yeah. after 10 o'clock. No, literally. <laughs> no. literally. My mom said that all the time, and yeah. she was absolutely right every right. single time. So I got to start waking up early. That's yeah. why a tangible right. thing that I started working on is waking up early, getting in a routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter what you're doing, like for your guys's, you said like you guys have like a gentleman's portion of the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't start making a routine for yourself, you're not going to be successful. Right. That you stick to every day mm-hmm. and you keep promises to yourself, like reading books, mm-hmm. developing yourself. Yep. Right. Like, I know this is a hard thing to say, and I'm going to, like, sorry, bias. Like, I used to think it was queer mm-hmm. that people would sit in the front of the room and mm-hmm. read books and, like, yeah. didn't want to be better people. Right. It, it, yeah, it came off a little, like, soft, so to speak. I realized yeah. that, like, I'm the dumb kid sitting in the yep. back of the class mm-hmm. not wanting to be a better person. Right. And, like, what you realize is, is all those kids that sit in the back of the hallways that don't have, like, things that they actually do to become better humans. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to become better humans. Those are the people that are bums when you get older. Mm-hmm. Losers. Yep. Every right. time. And then the people in the front, they ask questions, go off to go to good schools, they get good jobs, they're not scared to talk in conference meetings, they become yeah. better humans and they actually develop. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. That's through habits they're developing. Yeah. yeah. Reading books, taking care of yourself, going on ruck walks, just doing little <laughs> things to make yep. yourself better every yeah, day. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Dude, books are amazing. I mean, we, we've talked about this plenty on the podcast, guys, you know this, but like the reading aspect was probably my favorite thing that I learned to love. You know, going into 75 Hard the first time I did yeah. it, I was not a reader. I read in high school because they made us read in high school. But that was it. You know, I didn't read outside of that. I didn't look for books that might make me better or whatever. Yep. And that's something I discovered. And that's something even when I'm not on the program, like right now, I still read. You know, and it's because the stories that you can, the stories, the lessons, and the experiences of other people, even if it's a a former Navy SEAL going through BUDS, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I haven't gone through BUDS, but... (laughs) I can find some aspect of that person's story and experience that I can apply to my life. That's something you'll never get from, you know, not reading. You know, no. you could listen to a podcast and get that as well, but there's still something to be said about reading something for yourself and processing processing it on your own as well, mm. you know, rather than hearing David Goggins talk about yeah. his story on a podcast. But here I am reading the actual words. His new book is great, by the way. For those of you that haven't read it yet, you read it it's fantastic. I'm I'm in it. I'm Currently? reading it right now. Yeah, I just ordered it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, but there's still something to be said for reading the words on your own and then processing them how you process them. It's different than podcasts too. It is. Like, it there's is a different thought different, process yeah. you go through because when Andy made us start doing 75 hard, I thought podcasts were cool, mm-hmm. but reading just takes you to a different place mentally. Because yes. like, what you realize is is that like we talked about earlier that mm-hmm. like we're naive and we think that we are the only people that are going through these experiences in life. Yep. Mm-hmm. When people have gone through it for years and they went through all the mistakes mm-hmm. and they wrote books on their mistakes and how they overcame right. those. And if we do not read as humans to develop ourselves and all mm-hmm. we do is sit on Instagram, social media and not become better humans, mm-hmm. right? 
we're not going to actually develop and grow, right? Like hold the example for society for the younger generation, right? And we're going to completely screw ourselves. Exactly, yep. and you're not going to leave a legacy either. You know, not a lasting, all. a lasting impression on the world. If you're a bad leader, and you just sit there and continue to be a bad leader, you don't ask for help, you don't go read books, you're continue going to be a bad leader, and you're not going to develop as a human, mm-hmm. and you're going to get fired from your job, right? You're right. not going to have a career. Yeah, how life works, right? Yep. Or if you're an entrepreneur, like you're going to lose your business, you're going to lose all your money, and you're going to lose your life. This you is know? a situation that you're going to laugh at, too. You know how everybody talks about politics and sports. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. sports. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have a lot of people that talk about those growing up, and I luckily never experienced those because mm-hmm. I didn't put myself in any of those situations. My parents weren't, like, my parents weren't very friendly with the other parents. They just would come watch my sports. You know <laughs> yep. what I mean? They'd they come watch anything, you and then so they just different. Yeah, yeah. They, sure, they didn't sure. interact with anything, so there was no political things at all. Nice. So it so, was legitimately me just working hard, put me in situations right. where I never felt that. Yeah. But like, I don't think there's politics and a lot of things when it comes to that, whenever mm. you outwork people and you put your thing Absolutely. in there, you earn your spot. Yeah, definitely. And people use like politics as a reason for them yep. to not get to their fullest potential because they're not putting Very work true. in. It's the reason why I wanted to hit on this. Yeah. Very aspect. true. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause I think there's a lot of, um, Kids or parents or just families in general, especially in high school, that you're exactly right. Use it as an excuse. Oh well, I didn't. I didn't make the team because of politics. No, your kid sucks. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, exactly. I, that happens, I didn't work this so many last times. summer to exactly. be better. Exactly. Right. Yep. And it showed. Yes. Yep. Right. It, right. It's it's crazy because that happened with the with our high school hockey team, Mitch and I played on, and literally, it, that was that was all it was. Like, why is my son not getting playing time? It's because your son's ass. Like, sorry, <laughs> right. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to tell you, but he's right. he's not a good player and. It always bu- bugged me even back then, and I think now I have a clear understanding of why it bugged me because you're right. Mm. They weren't putting in the time. Like They'd show up to practice, right. and they'd either dick around, or it would just like look like they weren't even focused during practice at all. Right. Some of them would come high to practice. It's like, I wonder why you're not getting playing time. Right. Like it, It's pretty obvious and clear why I, you know, I'm first-line defenseman, and you're sitting the bench for you know, other than like two or three shifts a game. Right. It makes sense. I used to go with friends to school that we get high. We'd all go get high in a car. They'd all smoke, and I wouldn't. So I thought I was doing better just hanging out with them, uh-huh. not doing mm-hmm. it, and they'd go into school. And they were wondering why, like, they weren't doing good. Mm. Parents weren't. It's like, hmm, I wonder why. Do you not have a grasp on your child? <laughs> yeah, right. My parents didn't on me, so I was able to run around and do my mm. own stuff. Yep. But it's like, they're like, walk in super high, and they're like, are you high? It's like, nope. Right, right. <laughs> well, good for you. And you just walk by, and like, it's crazy how that works. <laughs> yeah. They lie to their parents. Their parents think a completely different misconception yep. of what's mm. going on. Yep, 100%. Right. Well, and on that putting in the work, you know, you can even tie that back to when you started S2. For those first three months when it wasn't going well, you weren't putting in the work, learning the products, and just learning the company. You're in hey, half, what, Jake. What, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, what's the best multivitamin to, to take? I don't know. Let me go grab someone. So it, it happened to you, Which too. Is you know? Exactly. A multivitamin is right. the easiest thing to be able to break down. <laughs> and I right. didn't have the confidence because I didn't put in the work. Right. Yep. know what I was yep. talking about. And, right. like, it went through, like, a huge process. Like, it took me inside. I worked with this guy. His name is John Taylor. He's a stud. Yeah. He's one of the awesome. best, like, honestly, one of the best leaders I've had at a standpoint where, like, he'd sit down and he'd teach me stuff. Yeah. Like, hold me an example because he played college football at Utah State. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, whenever yeah, I yeah, first yeah. started taking transactions, I'm like, fuck it. You need to listen to him. <laughs> he played football at Utah State. He's the man. Right. And I would yep. have him talk to customers and I would listen to him. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, he knows his stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. it motivated me to actually want to learn. To Definitely. also be so like, like, on that level. These people yeah, love yeah. this guy. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn right. this stuff. So when people came in, I started being able to educate him. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is awesome. So I get to right. actually change people's lives. That's right. Awesome. And that's when it came to a point like, I was going to leave S2 full of range. Like, I was going to go take another job. And I didn't know. And I like went on a vacation. I put a pros and cons list. And the only con I had was that I was working retail sales. Mm-hmm. You took the job. 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like what would make you do that when you have all these positives that you work towards? Mm-hmm. And it was only because of the outside perspective. Right. Yep. Me working a retail job is why I wanted to leave. Yeah. Not because I didn't enjoy my job. Real, right. I'm, yeah. Interesting. Because your hmm. friends are all going to college, getting messed up, going to Mizzou, Missouri State. Like I was sure. supposed to go off to school and I was at home working. Right. You know, 40 hours a week going to college. Like I was messing up. Yeah. Because I wasn't experiencing life like they were. Right. Experiencing life. Yeah. I, I always hated the phrase too in college. It's like, these are the best four years of your life. It's like, that's that's it. These are the four years <laughs> that people talk about for the rest of their lives when they're, they're not developing as humans. There you go. There it is. And they sit on their couch like Andy talks about or on their uh, fucking. Uh, he talks about it all the time. It's when they sit on their uh, yacht or oh, oh, oh they sit on their driveway talk about how they got fucked <laughs> in the state championship game sitting yeah, on the sidelines. Right, right. Man, that damn ACL. <laughs> back, not again. Back, back in high school when I was a starting quarterback. All right, dude. That sick. stuff. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> like I talk about sports a little bit. Like I wasn't the best. Like I told you guys, like I was the best tangible athlete. I was just very blessed. You just worked people your took ass a, off. Yeah. They, they just took a chance on me. Sure. Yeah. yeah very blessed. because you worked your ass off. So I try to get better. I don't want to go into anything and be bad at it. Right. It doesn't make right. sense. But yeah. like I try to teach those guys that we work with that like you have to work on what you're bad at to get better. Yeah. Or nobody's going to ever just hand you anything. Right. Especially in the real world. Because that's a misconception we all had. You know, like we thought we were all going to be like life is going to be easy when you grow up. Mm-hmm. And then bills start coming in and life starts hitting you in the fucking back of your head. And you're like, wow, <laughs> like nobody's here to save me. Yep. Right. Yep. At all. Right. Not even, not even close. Right. Yeah, no. Not even close. And right. then if you don't like get out of society's norm and like try to step out like you guys are doing with this podcast and trying to be better humans, mm-hmm. you will be stuck in the same situation forever and your life will never change. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go through your whole life, not experiencing the stuff that you want to and living to your yeah. highest potential. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hate yourself for it. Right. Right. You're going to well, resent your relationships. You're going to resent the people around you because mm-hmm. of yourself, not going through the process. Right. Well, and like you just said, if you're going to try and get better, like you have to work on your weaknesses. Well, that's the most uncomfortable thing to do. And that's why people don't do it is because they don't want to put themselves intentionally in an uncomfortable situation, you know, and and that's something we've talked about, too. Like you, you have to find a way to do that. You have to. 75 hard is a great way to do that because it's a very uncomfortable 75 days, you know, no matter how many times you've done it. You know, we've both completed it's, it twice. Yeah, yep. And whenever we do it a third time, it's going to be just as hard, maybe in different ways. I have a question. Yeah. So yeah. when you guys got through 75 hard, this happened to me. I've mm-hmm. done it twice as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you guys could have gave more? Absolutely. Every oh, yeah. time that you the second time, it. the second time I gave more, a hundred percent. But the first do you feel time. like that yeah. even the third time you're like, I can cut these I, couple I, things out. I know and I, I can gave more. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's the craziest part about it. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like you've given a ton and like you could have given more. Right. Yep. And you just know that in the back of your head and it drives you and you're like, yes. man, I just want to do this again and again right. and again. It, it drove, it, it continues to drive me nuts to this day. The fact that like, I feel like, okay, I could, probably could have added like maybe some powerless task in like a three more here or something like yes, that. And I'm right. like, I'm, it, it, you just start stacking things on top of each other. But real, realistically, like you, you even hinted at it. It's like, if you want to become better at life, like that is literally what it teaches you. You can't just do the standard program every single time. Like right. you want to improve on that because that's what life is. If you don't improve, you're not going to get that promotion. You're not going to get that raise, et cetera. And it's 75 hard is basically a metaphor for life in two and a half months. Like that's literally what it is. Yeah. At least in my opinion, like that's what it's been. And it, it, it kicks your ass. But then when you're on it, it makes the rest of life feel easier too. I don't know. If, right. I don't know if you guys feel that, but well, I, I, like for me, it felt the rest of things like I, I did in life felt easier. Like I said on it. earlier, when I got done with 75 hard and I was managing and it came to a point that like, I didn't have to manage both of those with my whole time management, mm. not doing the two workouts. Mm-hmm. I legit didn't know what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I sat in my room and I was just like sitting there. 
Like I stopped hanging out with all my friends because I knew that I had to be selfish at that point in my life because mm-hmm. all my yep. friends were going down a completely bad path. Mm-hmm. I lost a ton of my friends. Like we're all so good friends now. Like I don't hang out with those people as much anymore, but I still right. love them. And they know that yep. because I had to do it for myself. And they they good, understand yeah. now. Yeah. But like you're sitting in a room and like they're out partying, like you don't want to party, and you're like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wake up and work That's out." So yeah, funny. Yeah, right. Like, I'm 24 years old. <laughs> you know, I'm going and to bed at 9:30 tonight. Yeah, yeah right. I'm like a loser. Yep. Yeah. And I'm the one actually making my life better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. the craziest part. Like this is gonna be a little bit of a. I know we have time constraints and stuff. You're fine. No, you're good. This yeah. happened at. Christmas time. So like, I don't want to say it directly. So we're at one of these Christmas parties and mm-hmm. we have a person that like, likes to drink a little heavier. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to drink this time because me and Julia have been motivating her. Yeah. Yep. yep. And she's sitting there like drinking alcohol and like she's trying to drink. She's actually drinking water. Stop drinking alcohol. Even though she drinks yep. it. And everybody's like asking like, you're not drinking. You're not drinking. You're not drinking. Like <laughs> yeah, they're like geez. castrizing her yep. for drinking water. And I'm like, right. how does this not like, Right. Fucked up. <laughs> well, like, no, she's getting pretty exactly. much made yeah. like made feel awkward all yeah, day. Right. For she's just gonna go to get a drink of alcohol because she's trying to make herself better, just so you guys shut up. Right. Like I had to jump in a couple times. I'm like, you're doing great. Yeah, exactly. I'm not drinking any alcohol. See, this is water. It's yeah, good. Right. Yep. Yep. It hydrates it, you. It's that, <laughs> it's, right. it's that social pressure because it's when nuts. you like if you do seventy five hard for the first time and you're around your group of friends or whatever and like we luckily have some good guys around us that are like oh cool like you guys are on 75 hard no big deal but there's a lot of people that you know oh you're not drinking it's like yeah i'm on this program well that makes them feel uncomfortable because they are drinking and they're like why are they not drinking it's like, that herd mentality like, we now i feel weird too, yeah and exactly it's the social pressure there mm-hmm. because alcohol's everywhere mm-hmm. uh, everywhere i mean even our beloved cardinals here the name of the stadium is bush stadium that comes from Anheuser Busch, you know, yep. like it's it's everywhere, and so it just to reiterate what I just said, it's that social pressure. I think is the reason people do that. Oh, you're not drinking tonight. Like, doesn't matter if I'm drinking or not. I can still have fun without alcohol. You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's definitely a tough thing to navigate. But I also think when you do 75, you learn that it's like not that big of a deal. You know, like okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm not drinking. And I don't need to tell you why. It makes you not yeah. have to do that. You don't have to justify yourself. Which it's is the justified. Part. Perfect. It's like, yeah, because I'm going to wake up and kick ass in yeah. life. And then five years down the road, like, we're still going to be friends. Like, yeah. I still appreciate you. You're just exactly. at a different point in life than me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll see you at the end game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you guys can come hang out at my house later on. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> That's what motivates me, dude, because I didn't grow up with much. Like, my family gave me a really good life for what we had. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really cool to be in situations where you're developing and growing and you're able to like, be the example for everybody in your life. Yeah, right. Like I went to Christmas. Like, I don't have, like, the nicest car. I bought a brand-new Jeep, but compared to my family, it's really nice. Yeah. Like, I'm at HQ every day. Range Rovers, Bentleys, <laughs> Audis, the coolest <laughs> things in the world. And it's just perspective things. I never came up with that. Mm-hmm. I go back to my family, and, like, they're normal, lower-class family. I love them. They're amazing people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting there, and, like, they come up, and they're, like, they're, like love my car. Like, that thing's <laughs> yep. so nice. And, like, you're sitting there, like, they're, like, this is kind of a – like you know I mean, it turns into a piece of garbage because you're driving it all the time. Even sure. It's not. Just like it's yep. crazy the perspective that you have and Absolutely. like how you actually need an example for everybody. Right, right. That's that's a very interesting point, honestly. Um, so I'm I'm kind of curious. So on Andy's podcast, he obviously talks a lot about current events and his um, CTIs. You know where they, where they talk about current events, they make fun of them and all all that stuff. With you guys being management and being you know mm. upper level of S two and you know obviously in some fashion you're involved in first form as well. How does Andy kind of want you guys involved in like current world situations, current events? Like, are you guys supposed to talk 
about it with your employees. And you know, obviously we don't need to know what happens in your guys' meetings and whatnot. But I'm kind of curious, like, how does he want you guys involved, if at all, in what's going on in the world and all of the, mm-hmm. you know, the bullshit that's going on? The best thing I can say about Andy is in the situation that's going on in the world, mm-hmm. he doesn't hold back. He says exactly how he feels, mm-hmm. but he's not the type of person that makes you have to feel like that. Mm, mm. Interesting. So he gives you like, we have people at HQ that don't believe in the same exact things that Andy believes in. Sure. Fully. Yeah. Andy's able to have a conversation with them as a grown man. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because it's different perspectives of different people's lives. That yeah. is cool. They've yeah. gone through. Like I grew up democratic. Mm-hmm. I grew up on, we were in poverty. I had food stamps. We grew up with all the little, little things that the government would give you. Yeah. you know what I mean? The newest like, welfare yeah. thing. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. That's just what mm-hmm. we society was so like right. whenever i was in 2008 when we were all in school i voted for barack obama mm-hmm. personally because i thought that was the cool thing to do sure going through everything going through business learning like and it wasn't even just from andy it's from life learning that i'm leaning more conservative but i'm in the middle yeah, right yep. like which most wanna, people are which is something we talk about everybody all the time. Is. yeah exactly yep. right but like i lean more towards this way because i think that like you should be able to do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. in life and in business right. you should be able to grow as a human and have no restrictions, and everybody should be on an even playing field. Yeah, absolutely. But like with Andy as a leader, it's been awesome because he wants, like, he promotes us to go out and vote. He promotes us to go do our own things, but mm. he doesn't tell us we have to vote a certain way. Sure, right. Legit, be your own person, but set a good example for the people under you, no yeah. matter what. Like, dude, he doesn't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, purple, yellow, gold. Right. If you get up and you work your ass off, you can work up throughout the company. Absolutely. So you yeah. care where you came from. I sit in a room full of a bunch of people that like I like I told you guys like I feel blessed every day because mm-hmm. I shouldn't be in that room. Mm-hmm. Like, I sit with my friends mm-hmm. and family, and I'm like, how did I grow up like this? And I got blessed enough to be in a situation like this because I shouldn't have been. I didn't graduate from college. Mm-hmm. I barely graduated from high school because I wouldn't yeah. go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When they kept me with sports, right? And like, it's just nuts because having like, I'm just blessed to be in a situation like you guys being in St. Louis, seeing it grow, like. Mm-hmm. First one's very unique. Yeah. Supplement Superstores is very unique in the aspect of like we're growing and we're evolving and we don't have leaders that like are ever going to give up. Mm-hmm. They don't push anything on us. Yeah. No, it's amazing. We have to be free thinkers for right. anything that we want to do. Right. And that's it's pretty cool. And like you just said, being here in St. Louis, like it is cool to to watch and and in small ways be a part of it too, just being someone that supports the company. And, you know, we we have a lot of relationships within both companies and whatnot. And um, you guys know you guys are the reason why we get to do what we do. People <laughs> like you guys, like mm-hmm. that's not a joke mm-hmm. because the support you guys give us and how much you guys help the brand move is the only reason why we're here. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. wouldn't be anything without our customers and advocates and people like you guys. Right. Like well, hundred percent. I mean, you guys make it easy to, to support the companies. You yeah, know? Real, like real, the, real talk. Yeah. We, we were actually talking about that before you, before you got over here tonight, just like first form and S2 are both easy companies to support. Like and I literally said I was like, man, I feel proud when I'm wearing S two stuff or where I'm when I'm wearing first form. Just like I'm proud when I wear Cardinal stuff in different cities. You yep. know, there's that's a sen- awesome. sense of pride there where it's like, yeah, this is a company. It, it feels that- like a local team. Yeah, like that, no, exactly. that's literally what it feels right, like. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Just exa- honestly, it's a great way to put it. Just yeah. like when you wear, you know, blue stuff or Cardinal stuff or mm-hmm. Avalanche stuff for you weirdo Colorado fans here. <laughs> now the Colorado one I won't fan. ever get. What yeah. Yeah, our, our parents used to travel there all the time, so we ended up being really close fans of the Broncos. Broncos are rough right now, but and then the, <laughs> the Avalanche, of course. So but you're not Rocky yeah, fans. Well, I, we never were big baseball people. Was the problem? Mm-hmm. So like we like I would be, I guess, if we I was more into baseball. Friends, makes a lot of, yeah. makes a lot of yeah. sense like, talking to you guys. Yeah. You guys don't like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It comes up obvious. <laughs> 
the one team. That's just a bias from St. Louis baseball. Yeah, right. It, if it you guys have, don't Baseball's know St. Louis unreal baseball, here, yeah. best in the world. Absolutely. Yep. The the one team that I will never understand how people can support. And you probably know where I'm about to go with this. This is the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I mean, how, how can you support that team? I don't know. I just, I hate the Cubs so much. It's crazy. That's, like the, that's like the Blackhawks for hockey. Yeah, oh, no, same God. thing. That 2017, 2016 team. Yeah. Legitimately is scattered out across the whole MLB. Yeah. They don't that have a team, team anymore. Was yeah. like, that's the only time I've ever been a Cardinal baseball fan where I was like, if we had the Cubs lineup right now, I would love that team, but I still hate them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. That team is so right. good. Right. Yeah. Now we have their catcher. But. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> It is. That team it is was crazy. Stacked. It was, and like you just said, like I think, um, and they couldn't make it work after one year. <laughs> I, think, I think they have one guy left from the World Championship team. It's Kyle Hendricks, I believe. Really, which hmm. is nuts. You know, it's crazy. But well, you know what's you know what's interesting about this conversation? Actually, I was thinking about this. You guys talking about Cardinals baseball and whatnot, how big it is here. That's like a reflection on St. Louis itself, and and, a, and companies like S two and First Form, mm-hmm. because like I think about how loyal the fans are to, to that team, right. and think about how how well that team retains players as well, and mm-hmm. how much love the players get showered with. It's the same thing with your with your company. Right. Like it's it's just to me, it relates in a lot of ways, like how like basically like supportive St. Louis is as, as a community. It seems sure. like, which is really cool, especially yeah. with homegrown ones. I mean, we see we see S two and First Form. At Bush Stadium now yeah. all the time, you know, with with um, you know signs and advertisements and um, all that kind of stuff. And as a matter of fact, the whole world saw it this past MLB season when Pujols hit his 700th. You know, the big sign that's over yep. at Ballpark Village, first form turned it into a huge Pujols oh, 700 yeah. home yeah, run. That's incredible. You guys want to see something cool? Yeah, let's see it. So I was at that inaugural game uh-huh. where Pujols was his last AB ever, and Yadier was Molina's yeah. last. You got to be really, kidding me! Watch these videos real quick. Cool ma- ma- maybe after just after since cool, we don't sorry. have a camera that can pick that up but but it, it was just it's cool to see a hometown team i'm sorry a hometown company like first form showing huge amounts of support for a hometown team like cool. the cardinals you know and i think they're back at the blues um back at enterprise center now it sounds like there was a whole fiasco there during covid and whatnot which andy's talked about some but <laughs> you know it just shows which of the two franchises in st louis the blues and cardinals like which one has a set of balls too? Hundred percent. Who's not going to give in to yep. the the crappy St. Louis city politics and whatnot? And who's not going to go in with that? The cool know? thing about all that perspective is yeah. like there was dude. Andy's very outspoken with his views, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But the biggest thing is he doesn't care about what you do, what you do, what you do, mm-hmm. what I do. Right. You just can't tell us what to do. Right. Th- there you go. You can't right. like you can't try to lead him like a dog on a leash or something like that. Yeah. You shouldn't do that to anybody. No. Right. No. That's right. the one thing that I will never drive with. It's like I don't care how you guys live your life. Right. But yep. you guys aren't gonna tell me I have to do something that I don't more believe in. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. And that's right. one really cool thing about working where we work is that like there's situations and times where like that's been in question mm-hmm. and Andy's jumped straight in. Morality is the biggest thing, it's helping customers. It doesn't matter what yeah. the fuck's that's happened. incredible. Even uh, if you even if you lose, you know however many dollars or whatever. Lose employees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Employees. Process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, right. dude, none of us are bigger than the brand or like the people that mm-hmm. we're helping. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, we're very blessed to work for somebody that cares about us as humans, wants to develop us. Mm-hmm. But if our core values aren't there and we're not moral in situations, like mm-hmm. we're not going to be a part of this. Right. Like we're blessed to be a part of it. Right. Like he doesn't like, if people quit or leave, they don't come back. Yeah. For a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Even it's like a few people that got to come back and that was because they were earlier in the company. One of them is one of my buddies, Nick Clemens. I was in his bachelor party. He left mm. to go become a principal. Oh, interesting. Like, that was his whole thing was they wanted to coach baseball in high school. Yeah. Oh. He actually left, and then they didn't want him to leave, but he told them. And it was like very transparent with communication that he wanted to leave. 
So when he ended up leaving, he ended up coming back and worked part-time in the warehouse to build his way back up. Because whether you work at S2 or First Form, you work in the retail store at the beginning or mm-hmm. at the warehouse. Cool. Or you're part of their affiliate program from the outside. Sure. And you build up within the company and then come work for them. Nobody yeah. just comes in into it, a level position that's higher than base level. Yeah. yeah. Nobody in the sure. company. And that's how you grow all these people. Like we talked about earlier in the episode here. You know, that's... That's how you grow. It's like you got to start at the bottom and you got to prove that you want more, just like you had to as well, you know, and and continue to have to, you know, and and that's, yeah, and that's just another really, really cool thing about these companies. I I actually got a question off of that too. Um, You saying everybody starts at the bottom as well. So what I've also heard, it was from you and I believe you and you were there for a short time too. Mm -hmm. It was, it seemed like it's a meritocracy in the way of like, if somebody deserves to be promoted and they know their shit, they're working hard, they're getting promoted. And like I, from a lot of other companies' perspective, it seems like it usually is like you have to have seniority, years, yeah, seniority along mm-hmm. with it, years to get to that point of like let's go, uh, you know, a, a manager at a store, mm-hmm. or a store manager compared to a district manager. And it seems like with Nestu and First Form, if you're worthy of getting promoted, you're getting promoted. My yeah. whole career yeah. was based off of that. Luckily, I've been in a situation to be able to be a part of it. Andy's mm-hmm. best player plays. Whoever, get hot, say hot. That's awesome. So That's if you're cool. doing good, it's like a sports team. Yeah. You get thrown into situations. When I became a district manager, I was not ready at mm-hmm. all. When they told me I was going to do it, did I say that? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I smiled. I'm ready. Bro, I'll right. do whatever. Right. It took me a long nights and days to figure out my job and like well, sir. hours of getting better. And I developed like obviously we all would. Right. Yep. But like there have been people in the position that I got into when I was a manager that were all better than me in my job. Mm-hmm. They worked longer than me. They've been there longer than me. They had better relationships with the people above me. Yep. But what they didn't do was is work every day like it was their last and like mm. actually put in the work. To like mm-hmm. they didn't like they didn't work every day to where their promotion could have been tomorrow. Right. But had patience that it's gonna happen in two or three months. Right. So they would get negative in their own heads. Mm-hmm. And they would start like being like, Oh, there's never gonna be a position that opens up. There's not gonna be a new DM position that opens up. And I was just a young kind of naive manager right coming in and i'm just like this is cool <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, work exactly. super hard right and i kept doing it we kept winning mm-hmm. and i was like i just want to help people and like i'm just competitive so i just kept going yeah and i didn't think i was gonna become a district manager in 11 months sure these dudes have been here for eight years i just yep. kept working right they're like they'd like throw signs like jordan's doing good and like i'd get yep. put up to the, like the company to give speeches and like i didn't know what to say because i didn't do anything special like what are you doing i'm like Exactly what you guys told me to do. Right. Like I got to the meetings <laughs> right. and write it all down. I just followed the things you laid yes. out for me. Yeah. And I wish that back, if I could go back, I wish I'd have been more outspoken and would have talked about like my like failures and what I was struggling with. Mm. But like I wanted to hold it to myself. Well, sure. Because I was just a young leader. Mm-hmm. And like I was sitting there just working and working and working. And like I just passed a room full of people up who had been in the company longer than me. Mm-hmm. And back then I was like, wow, I am super lucky, but I was fortunate enough to be naive and work mm-hmm. as hard as I possibly could to where when that position opened up, even though I wasn't ready for the position when it opened up, mm-hmm. they gave it to me. Right, right. Because, like, we talk about. Sure. And, like, it worked out, luckily for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but right. a lot of people miss their opportunity because they're not working every day to get better for exactly. that. Exactly. They let, like, life pass them by. Right. Well, and what's great, too, like, talking about setting the example and leading by examples, you continue to do that every day. You know, we see you in the gym every day. We see you eating healthy meals every day. We see you using the correct products every day. And that's just continuing to show the people that might be under you, like, hey, like, I'm in here putting the work in too. Like, I do deserve this. You might be here for eight years. I was here for however long you said at that time. But, like, I'm continuing to do it every single day like it's my last. And that's why I'm here, and that's why you're not yet. You know? And, and And it's not a cocky thing either. It's just you just put your head down and just worked, you know? 
and and it's paying off. You know, and I was naive. You have to stay naive. Yeah. Like the reason why, like when you go through society and you look at young kids, mm-hmm. they will try anything mm-hmm. with a super good attitude sure. super happy with whatever they're doing even if they suck at it right they don't have like society's norms or people mm-hmm. telling them they can't do it yep mm-hmm. so like, we put that on ourselves right and if you just go every day and try to be optimistic bring enthusiasm and become a better person like you will do well in life if mm-hmm. you do the right thing right if you do the right thing long enough good things will happen yep right but you have to continue to do it and do it and do it like marshawn lynch says run through a motherfucker's face over and over and over and over and over and over that's why he's successful yeah right you don't care right go 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 that's where a lot of people like andy talks about in his arte class like yeah yeah like a lot of the people that are super successful aren't the people that have phds yeah they're the people that legitimately follow the game plan and work as hard as they possibly can and aren't usually the smartest people in the world. Right. They just know that like if they keep doing the thing that they're good at with the right morality, mm-hmm. they'll be successful. Yep. I look at Floyd Mayweather. The dude can't speak. Like he's basically illiterate and he's one of the best <laughs> best boxers of all time and one of the most wealthiest people too, you know? Because he so the same thing. mastered his craft. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's the point, you know. That, he would come in here and knock me out and probably a punch. All of us. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It, he right, would gang up on Floyd, Floyd, <laughs> Floyd, I'd eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be Jake Paul now. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Let's go. Bag. Oh, my gosh. Give me that $50 million bag. Let's go. So Run it, KSI. That's, a, that's an easy 50 mil right there. But uh, I would love it. I'd let him punch me in the face. For yeah, just get dropped. Yeah, no just kidding. Get knocked out in 10 seconds, 50 mil. Come on now. Man. That's an easy decision. Well, Guys, this was a great conversation. We talked a lot about a lot of good things here, yeah. you know, and um, I know you guys listening here or watching, um, you guys are going to gain a lot of value from this. And Jordan, so you just gave a lot of good perspective and, you know, with your story too, your your upbringing and whatnot, like it was, it was rocky, but with hard work and staying naive and putting your head down and just grinding, 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 like it'll get you to places that you want to go, mm. you know? And, and that's, I think it's a pretty special thing. I honestly didn't know everything about your story there. You know, we've known each other yeah. a couple of years here. I don't talk to many and people about it. And I just figured that like, obviously it's my first podcast. I'm not the <laughs> best at public speaking. I'm getting better through the process. It's all sure. learning experiences. But yeah. like, I wanted to like let people know that you can make your life completely different than when it started. Exactly. Awesome. Right. It's and you're awesome. not defined yeah. by that upbringing or by how it started. You know, you're defined by what you do every day. And I think you're a perfect example of that. And so dude, I think that's just pretty awesome. Um, Mitch, I do believe that you have a Q&A question for us to end the episode, so Uh-oh. hit us with it. Sending the mic over to the man. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I guess there's kind of two questions, but they'll kind of blend into one. So first one will be, uh, where did you see yourself in high school versus where you are now? So where did that progression kind of happen? The 100% honest truth, I did not see myself working for a supplement company. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I guess we... School. I was planning on playing college sports. Like I've always been able to play sports. I just, I went to a point where I became a junior in high school and I stopped practicing mm-hmm. and I hit better as a freshman in high school than mm-hmm. I did as a junior. Yeah. On varsity and baseball. You know how that goes. Sure, so I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't practicing in the summers. So like that dream kind of died. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to school. And I was thinking through the whole process. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be super successful. I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. We're smoking weed in the back of my buddy's car, talking about rapping, talking about how we're going to be successful. <laughs> no idea <laughs> whatsoever. Just like kept the optimism, kept going through it. And then, to now, like, I told you guys, I'm super blessed in a situation where I'm able to impact people's lives every day through customers, my employees, like mm-hmm. the people around me to make mm-hmm. them better humans. I did not think I'd be even close to this spot. Right. Honestly. Right. Like, I legitimately thought I was going to go to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A position of high school where I was at for a mm-hmm. long time, see my family and stuff. Like, 
You guys, have you guys ever watched uh, Mr. Carter, the basketball? Uh, Coach Carter? Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Watched yeah. that for the first time. So obviously it wasn't as bad as that mm-hmm. situation I was in, but I surrounded myself with bad people. Yeah. So he has sure. a quote in that thing that kind of stuck with me that it's like, most people that stay in those situations continue to do the things that the people above them did. Mm-hmm. Like go to jail, like rob houses, sell drugs, and do mm-hmm. bad things that put them in bad spots. Yeah. So like being lucky enough to change like society's norm of myself, even though a lot of people don't know that, mm-hmm. and like grow to become better humans been pretty awesome. I bet I did not dude. expect to be here. No, that's that's awesome. Um I was definitely the same. Like I I just saw myself playing college baseball, you know, and I did have the opportunity to do that for a short time. But that was about it. Like I I, I was a decent kid in high school, and I was a decent ball player too. I, I certainly wasn't, you know, the best player around in St. Louis or anything like that. But that's really what my identity kind of was was baseball. You know, just like a lot of high school kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you play a sport in high school, that's more than likely what you're going to be identified as. And um, I never, I never saw myself being on a podcast. I never saw myself like <laughs> trying to become a social media influencer. Like not with just the intention of being an influencer, but like doing the things that I now do on social media or never saw myself trying to become an entrepreneur and grow and grow a business and, and work for ourselves and not just for somebody else our whole lives, you know? And, and really, I think the biggest one that I never saw, and this is more not necessarily where did I see myself in high school, but after I played college ball, I only played a semester because I was, I was a little homesick and I just, I wasn't mature enough at the time to push through the failures that I had. Cause yeah. I, I came in hot and I was like, I came off a great summer season going into college. I was like, man, like I'm going to be our dude here at mineral area. Like I am, I'm a big lefty hitter. Like I'm going to hit bombs. Well, I was quickly woken up to what 90 miles an hour looks like. College you know? baseball <laughs> in a nutshell, different level, different level. It it's really every is. single, this is a perspective that you guys have seen playing college sports. I didn't want to jump mm-hmm. on you. No, no, you're good. Is that when you get to that next level? Cause I did the same thing. I went and mm-hmm. tried to play at junior college and yeah. I played for a little bit. Dude, you go from a situation where you're kind of the man it compared to the kids that you're with, oh, to where yeah. every single person on your team is the man at every school they're <laughs> exactly. at. They are better than you. Right. <laughs> and you have to humble yourself in that situation. That's right. crazy you went through that. Right. That's and if nuts. you don't humble yourself, the game will do it for you, regardless <laughs> yes. of the sport or business or whatever. Like it will <laughs> humble you. So I came back home and I was lazy. I got fat. I was 265 pounds of my heaviest. And so I never saw myself diving into the the personal development world or the fitness world or working out or anything really that I'm doing now training kids like being a strength coach or a personal trainer like never saw myself doing that like never so again like you said too it's pretty cool to be where we're at now and where like we have our goals for the companies and just for ourselves and whatnot like it's it's pretty cool to see like kind of have a clear-ish picture of what the future is going to look like coming from you know a great home life honestly like we we have very different upbringings honestly like i we us three are very thankful for our upbringing like we were brought up in great households with great parents you know but that doesn't just mean like all of our life is going to be great you know we still have to work for we have to put ourselves in situations to grow because we didn't in this um because we didn't grow up younger to like have to live that way does that make sense? What I'm trying to say there, like, hundred percent. Like we weren't forced into it. Like yes. you were, yeah, 100%. you were. You know, I was raised well. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any different. 
Mm, until okay, I started playing right. sports at an upper age. Right. So I was naive in the fact that I thought everybody lived the way that I did. Yeah, exactly. But everybody lived on food stamps. And I thought other people, like, they're just doing their thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, they're just doing all right. I just thought that it was, like, a phase of our life. Right. Yep. I didn't know that. It's like, it wasn't always bad, but it mm-hmm. got into bad situations. Sure. Right, right. Which but I 100% agree, yeah, that everybody has to work through those things. It's absolutely. all perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's all perspective, life to I just life. wonder if my dad listened to this, he'd raise me well. <laughs> just, <laughs> right, just right. Point. I, yeah, took I, you, I took you to first formation <laughs> <school. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I up. wasn't. Uh, I wasn't trying to shit on no, your no, parents. No, no, like no. I know right, you right, weren't. Right. I just want to get that out there. Yes, hundred so. percent. They understand yeah. that it's all perspective. Exactly. 100%. You know, we. What was that? Uh, two weekends ago, we had Brock's most yes. recent guys' we, night. Yes, yeah, two weeks ago. And something that he, you know, he had Derek Wyda there, first form athlete, awesome guy to meet. Stud, yeah. Um, come to find out, he lives in Eureka now, which is pretty cool. But anyway, when Derek and Brock were talking about their stories and just you know, they were the ones giving the talk that that night. You've obviously been to to Brock's guys nights and whatnot but uh it was either brock or Derek. i don't remember who said it doesn't really matter but hard is hard oh yeah you know it's it's just your perspective on it you know brock has a crazy story he's someone we're gonna have on the podcast too and and have him tell his story it's a it's crazy you know him very very well and that was very very hard you know if you go through um let's i don't know let's say you unexpectedly get fired from a job that's hard you know like it's hard. Hard is hard for anybody, regardless of the situation. So just like we've said mm-hmm. in this episode, it's perspective. You know, just because one thing might not seem as bad for you, for that person, it might literally crush their world. You know, and so I think I think just the whole theme of this is it's perspective. You know, it's the biggest thing. So anyway, that's that's my very long answer to that. What no, that, was, you, that, that was good. That was good though. Uh, you know, on on my end, I definitely was like picturing myself as a college athlete, which I ended up playing college hockey for about a year. Um, so I did that, and I was thinking athletic training was where I wanted to go into, which I, I honestly had no clue at all. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, looking back on it, I, I just was like, sports, uh, taking care of people. Cool. And, <laughs> and so I went to athletic trainer, switched my major in college from you know pre-physical therapy to exercise science to fitness management, et cetera, at least, at least those four, I believe. Um, and college hockey especially taught me that same lesson you guys actually had. I got there and I, I played a couple games my freshman year. And then the rest of the time I was just sitting in the stands taking stats. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I hate it. I despise it. And I pretty much like after, after that, like that basically crushed my spirit. And I let it crush my spirit of like, like this guy's not better than me. He has like this many turnovers a game. Cause I was taking the stats and I saw it and I'm like, looking back on it, I'm like, I should have just powered through. I really should have. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like what are the other factors along with it that I like, you know, was it, pay to play it was at the time it wasn't it was on a wasn't on a scholarship so like that factored in but in that situation alone I just gave up because I was like why like I shouldn't be sitting on the bench like I don't deserve this when in reality I had never played in the system our college team did at the time so I didn't know what the hell I was doing on the ice half the time because they, they wanted us to run this certain system and like you said I was the man at the high school I was a captain of the team, mm-hmm. best defenseman on the team, and it's like yeah, you were. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wartsy. <laughs> um, but like, but then I got to college, and it's like I was pretty much like one of the lower defensemen on the team at the time, and it's like so that was a hard pill to swallow, and college definitely kicked me in the stomach there. Um, and yeah, that switching the majors because I just I didn't know what I wanted out of college because every time I went into an exercise class, exercise science class, I did really well in it. I succeeded. I was like, this is awesome because it was hands on. And then I would do the other bullshit like chemistry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what am I even here for? Mm-hmm. And I ended up with, you know, I, I right now I'm probably like 
I would be like a year out from getting my degree. I just haven't gone back because I'm like, I hated it so much that I was like, this is awful. So at the time I was like, I didn't see myself doing much else than, you know, I guess when I was in college, I probably saw myself doing some type of exercise science, like, you know, being a part of not necessarily a trainer, but like somewhere in that realm. Mm -hmm. But I definitely didn't see myself being an entrepreneur. I remember one of my buddies, one of the guys we had on Sam James, he actually wanted to start a business back when he was like 17 or 18, I believe when we were he was a junior in high school. I was a senior. And I remember supporting him wholeheartedly and looking back on it, that kind of planted a seed in my mind to where we are now mm. with extrication and with un the untapped podcast, because it's like, at the time I didn't even think anything of it. I just was like, I'm going to support you. Like, this is awesome. Like, right. It's awesome. You're doing this. Right. Um, but it definitely at that time I was never like, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Never. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because you know, what I realized with college was like, it makes so much more sense for me to really like work to forge our own path with this mm -hmm. and whatnot. And mm -hmm. because I want to help people in the way I know how to help people instead of, you know, focusing on just like what this textbook told me or something like that. Yeah. And again, like, is it, was there a lot of useful stuff? I learned in those exercise classes. Yes. But I always had problems with like the different rule set that college had along with it. Cause it felt like I was almost a robot with everybody else there. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it just, it just didn't sit well with me and being an entrepreneur, like I've realized has helped me almost get out of that robot mindset in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, and again, I'm not saying people are robots if they're in the workforce or something like that, but, um, but it, it just, for me being like having the freedom that entrepreneurship allows, but also the risk it allows. Sure. I've actually realized I've started to fall in love with that aspect because 75 hard, put you in risky situations, being an entrepreneur puts you in risky situations. So you have to make it happen. If you don't, then you're screwed. Right. Now it's like a lot of times in college, like somebody like one of your classmates might help help you through an assignment or whatnot. You don't have that safety net when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I sure. honestly have fallen in love with that aspect, but that's kind of my long answer as well to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I think Mitchell's got a little bit longer of a part here. If we want to talk, touch on that too. Yeah. So I guess continuing on that with this Q and a, I guess a, portion we could go down a little bit more is where do you see yourself in five years so we went you know past present let's do future right now so so where do you guys see yourselves in five years mm. you want me to start sure yeah, go, ahead, go for it man yeah. yeah well i it's funny because in different aspects like andy's been an awesome owner and leader and the fact that you need to set unrealistic goals that light mm. your world on fire so like my goals are kind of where normal people would laugh at them because they don't seem realistic. Oh, but yeah. like I've set goals every year that I thought I couldn't achieve and I've achieved every one of them. It's been kind of nuts. It's one ass. day by day. That's so badass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the goals I have for five years, man, like I have a penny pincher. So I save all my money up. And the big reason, like I live very, very below my means. Cause one of my goals is to franchise supplement superstores. Oh, cool. I'll go down to Tampa, Florida and I want to open up 20 to 30 different locations. Oh, nice. Yeah. And be able to That's develop awesome. people and do the same thing S2 did as a corporate, like, entity in st louis it's mm -hmm. like what you guys are talking about like it's a culture and i want to be able to bring yeah. that down yep. somewhere else sounds that's like, cool sounds like create that for myself yeah no kidding yeah right <laughs> like that's right. where i see myself and i just uh dude just money doesn't drive me anymore like, i've been in blessed enough to be able to make mm -hmm. a good amount of money mm -hmm. to where like that's not what makes me happy what makes me happy mm -hmm. is seeing customers come in lose 100 pounds come back super excited and, and right. really be able to develop humans yeah you know take somebody that was in the situation that i was in Mm -hmm. and like take them when they're completely at their worst and develop them into like yeah. humans and people of society that can actually function. Yeah. Be able to see them buy houses, buy cars, become humans. And that's where I see myself in five years. Dude, I bet. I bet that's got to be just one of the most fulfilling things too, especially with your employees. You know, obviously the customers and, 
and the people that come into the stores like that's that's its own but i'm sure that's a pretty special feeling too seeing your employees mm-hmm. and the people that you are leading like being able to to buy their first house or buy a new car or you know whatever it might be you know, one like, of my employees dads messaged me yeah. today and i haven't replied back to because we were working all day and i came straight from work here mm-hmm. he texted me and i was reading through it and it was like hey dude thank you so much because he came in the store and was watching us for like 45 minutes and i've helped this kid change a lot and he's like thank you for holding the example and i'm oh, just out there man. in transactions helping i customers. got goosebumps right now yeah like, that's that made, awesome that made me feel so fucking cool yeah it's like, dude, like i'm making an impact on people's lives and like, right. talk about it when they go home and it's a cool feeling exactly because it goes beyond just the person you helped in the store because obviously he's talking about mm-hmm. talking about the the interaction the relationship or this guy at the supplement store, you know, being you, you know, so much so that he came in and watched you guys for four or five minutes. Like that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. And it's just like know? sitting there and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know he's watching me and I was just doing my thing. Just helping Man, what's customers. What's this guy doing over here? Like, <laughs> I, I, you don't understand that perspective. Right. Like I had my friends come in and they watched me take transactions with customers and employees and like, they laughed. They're like, you can communicate now <laughs> like in like <laughs> society. And like, you're not like, you know what I mean? Right. Because I just would, I was a lot quieter of a person. It's mm-hmm. just like, sure. don't, you don't got nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. So I kind of just chill <laughs> right. out. It's kind of mute. Yeah. Right. And like, you have to be enthused. Like, you guys do a great job of it, honestly. Because mm-hmm. you're very enthusiastic right. and yep. you guys lead by example. And that's helped you guys out in life. A lot of people don't start that way. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to understand that, like, it's not cool to sit in the back and not talk. Mm-hmm. You have to get up and, like, yeah. present yourself and, like, be the man. Like, try to be the man for somebody. Right. So right. everybody's watching. Man, you, that's still hard, too. It yeah, really that's still very hard to swallow. Yeah, definitely. Well, and you have to almost at the beginning, you kind of have to fake it. Just like oh, when yeah. you first got promoted to DM, <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But like, hey, are you ready? Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's go. But yeah. you, you didn't know what you were doing. You know, like it's the same same idea there to develop, you know, and man, five years. Um, I see myself being. Five I'm years on my way to thirty years old, which that just that is crazy. Makes me sound that's, old. That's weird. <laughs> you didn't need to say that word. So yeah. But well, yeah, and you're significantly older than me by I am just a few shit. months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm two months older than this guy. <laughs> significantly, yeah. um, man, five years. I just I see us blowing up with all of this and really reaching, like not even thousands, but I want at that point to be millions of people, like reaching millions of people with the messages. And I think it's going to primarily be young men and i really want us to see yeah. not necessarily like an andrew tate level yeah but like being that kind of a source for young men coming up and mm. really just young people honestly because i think there's a lot of things that we talk about that are directed towards young men and just men in general that there are still aspects that women can take from that and grow and and be better versions of themselves but i just see us as people that are influencers you know it's kind of a funny term but influencers in the sense that like we are making an impact on tons and tons of people's lives you know and and that's really where our root is is combining that mental health and physical health and showing them the connection between the two you know you're depressed you hate yourself you hate what you see in the mirror you're whatever all that stuff well here's some solutions to it and here's why they work here's how they work you know and i just see us as being forefront being at the forefront of that um solution to the epidemic of all that you know yeah i think you hit on that really well because that's of course like our goals are very aligned in that in that realm five years out um you know i I think you hit on you touched on it really well and i think that i can't wait till in the in those five years like 
one of the best things I, and I can't wait for is like the different avenues that untapped will go down with. Exactly. You know, because obviously like merchandise is one of those that we're working on. Podcast is one of those. Social media is one of those. Training will eventually be one of those, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, right. So those four right there are always what I keep in mind. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I was actually talking to, to words about this, um, but I was like, it is sometimes very hard for me to visualize just because my brain's so, it's so fucking scattered all the time. Like it, ju- it just is. My head's all over the place. And so, but one of the things that always helps me is like us actually getting together and working. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that the five-year goal seems a lot clearer when we're actually talking through things. Yeah, right. And we're actually working through things. Like it's, it's what you guys, we've, we've touched on the whole time. It's like, if you don't put in the work, that visualization is literally impossible. Yeah. So right. like, I can't even get a clear picture of I'm just, you know, it was a lazy day or whatever. I'm going to sit down and picture myself in a private jet. It's like, I feel like I didn't earn that today. You know what I mean? Right. So um, definitely like very similar, like the millions of people thing. Absolutely. Right. Um, this podcast, a hundred percent. I, I, that's five years. The million goal is what absolutely hundred percent in mind. Um, you know, it, it's, and of course we have some specific ones and I don't want to, <laughs> talk about all those i guess but um those four avenues i mentioned are definitely the ones i really want to focus on is the you know the merchandise the podcast the social media the training those because especially like you said with young men i couldn't agree more with the young men right. aspect because right. obviously like you said we're not trying to be you know top g but <laughs> we rock with them but you know we don't want to be exactly that but the young men aspect fascinates me a lot because i think you and i really connect well with mm-hmm. like the struggles young men tend to go through a lot. Sure. And I, I guarantee you, Shatley, you see this. I guarantee you see it with, you know, like different confidence younger men might not have compared to, you know, 20 years ago mm-hmm. and whatnot. Or even like if you go to the statistics of testosterone decline, that type of stuff, I think touching on that is a massive avenue for us. And it's something that I can't wait to dive more into. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Well, guys, we are, uh, almost 90 minutes into this now. And oh, yeah. I think that is 90 minutes of, of value that you're not going to get a whole lot of places, honestly. Um, Jordan gave us a pretty incredible story and a very evolving story, even continuing to grow and whatnot within the company that, that you are, um, that you are involved in with S2. Um, dude, we appreciate you coming on. You appreciate know, you guys having great, really great conversation, it. man. And, um, you know, we look forward to just continuing to build our relationship as well. And, and, you know, we see you as a, as a leader and someone that we even look up to, you know, and, and it's pretty cool to, yeah. pretty cool to have you sit here with us and, and talk for a while. So we appreciate you a ton for coming on. And uh, for those of you that are listening and watching guys share the show again, we are on Apple podcast now. Huge. Mitch Huge is a news. stud. And again, <laughs> this, is something, nature. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I tried to do for months. <laughs> he sits down for like, 15 minutes, like, all right, hey, we're on Apple Podcast. Let's go, dude. It, 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 was, it, it was embarrassing, guys, but it was satisfying. Yeah, yeah. So we are on Apple Podcasts now, but please share the show, okay? At least Spotify. I don't know about Apple because I don't use it, but Spotify makes it super easy. To, po- poverty program. <laughs> makes it super easy to share the shows to your Instagram stories. So, guys, please do that. Please talk to your friends and family about yep. the show. Um, text the links to them, all of that kind of stuff. Screenshot the, the picture of the you listening to it, everything. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, guys, we appreciate the love. And as always, until next time, peace and love. Thanks, guys.